Welcome back or welcome to the Daily Driver Podcast. The purpose here, it's pretty straightforward. In the next 10 minutes max, I'm going to share a story, an experience, perhaps an idea that I hope will help you become a little bit better racer today. I'm Luke Bogacki, and this is The Daily Driver. So I was sitting alone in my office this morning. It was quiet. No, no one in my house was, was up yet except me. And I could hear my son's sound machine from his bedroom just ever so faintly. Like I'm on the other side of the house and I know the tune that it plays. It's, it's, he's five, right? It's, it's Rockabye Baby. I'm, I'm familiar with the song, the beat. But the sound, again, it's so faint. Um, all the way across the house, the, the heater's running. All I can really hear are the high notes. And, and even then, I don't, I don't catch every one of those. Like, it's very, very distant. But again, I know the tune. So I'm following along. Like, the rhythm, it's in my head. And I'm playing the entire cadence in my mind. It seems so real that at times, when I really think about it and try to listen for it, at times it's difficult to tell the difference between what I'm actually hearing and what I'm kind of playing along in my head, because again, I, I know the tune. So I began to question what input is coming from my ears and what input is coming from my mind. And it was amazing how it got blurred. Like at times I had a really difficult time pinpointing what was what. Now, follow me because, I mean, like, this is a bit of a, a Jack Handy deep thought, I know. And I also know that I just lost any of you listening to this, you know, born after like the year 1990. So for that, I apologize. Um, but my point is, don't we do a version of this with so many things in our life and in our racing? This exercise of sort of connecting the dots, right? This, there's what I can actually hear, and then there's what I, I assume or what I feel like I know is going on behind the scenes. Now, in our defense, this isn't, this isn't necessarily a bad thing in every case. Like, I think it's an adaptation that we've developed over time. It helps our productivity. We don't actually listen to every word, right? We've been to this puppet show, we've seen the strings, and subconsciously, I, we think that we know what the person that we're speaking with is about to say. At times, we're mentally finishing their sentences, perhaps even formulating our, our own response. We don't read every letter of every word on the page. If you ever read aloud and kind of have someone actually check how many words you get incorrect and don't even realize it, or go through some of these exercises, I don't know if you've ever played with any of this stuff, you can find them on the internet, but like, the exercises that prove we've, we've trained our minds to look at the first letter of a word, at the last couple of letters of the word, and the length of that word. And then we just know it, right? And, and so we often don't actually read. And that can create some, some mistakes. Again, in, in so many ways, this does serve us. It makes us more efficient. It makes us more productive. It also can allow us to take things for granted, to jump to conclusions. 
to at times misconstrue what we're actually seeing or hearing for what our mind has seemingly automatically, like subconsciously, derived from those senses and calculated so seemingly that it feels just as real as the sense itself. Like it was the song that I was hearing. Only it's not. It's simply the story we've decided to tell ourselves about it. I'm going to try, like I typically do, to, to step back from, from this for a moment and, and apply this idea to racing. Let's take the technical aspect of racing. Let's say that my race car moves more than I think it should in the first 60 feet of the track. And our instinct in that instance is that it's traction related, right? Like slow down to 60 foot, the car's fine. That could be true. But in that hardwired assumption that this is the issue, we can often look right past the actual culprit of inconsistency. Like maybe it's a fuel slosh issue, for example. And in fact, we'll often, we'll go so far down the rabbit hole, grasping, looking for that data, that feedback that reinforces, that confirms our initial thought, right? Our confirmation bias, despite the truth of the matter staring us right in the face. The same idea can hold true in race strategy. Let's say it's four o'clock, it's time for first round at our home track, and we've raced there dozens of times, maybe hundreds of times. We've been to this puppet show, seen the strings. We know it's the hottest time of day. We know that the starting line is typically questionable. It's going to be at least a hundred slow from the last time trial. Experience tells us this, except we're so conditioned to that response that we're actually not paying attention to the variables at play right now in this moment, right? Our mind is so hardwired for efficiency We've heard this lullaby a thousand times. We know how it goes to the point that sometimes it's difficult to determine what we're actually hearing in the moment. Maybe a tailwind has kicked up. Perhaps the track crew did something different in their starting line prep. And the 10 pairs in front of me, they're all double breakouts. Am I listening? Am I present? If I am, there is a clear advantage to be won. Or am I on cruise control, assuming that I know the next note that's coming because I've heard it before? There's often, often value to jumping to these obvious conclusions. It, it, it frees up bandwidth to focus on the not so obvious decisions that truly require conscious effort but it's worth revisiting. And I would argue worth revisiting more often than we think. What decisions and thoughts might not require scrutiny versus what decisions and thoughts are often made, perhaps mistakenly, on cruise control. 